0: I'll tell you what, we may, just because we had so many people come in a little later, run through those verses one time again at the end of the service before we break up and pray. Uh, But let's take our Bibles now and turn to the book of Proverbs and... uh, I figure sometime by May we ought to be finished. No, it shouldn't take quite that long, but we are working on the book of Proverbs, trying to cover every, every verse in the book of Proverbs. And um, I have here my scratch sheet that shows every verse in the book of Proverbs, and as we cover them, I mark them out. And so uh, we've got quite a few verses to go yet to finish the entire book. But uh, tonight I want us to look at basically two subjects. I want us to look at uh, wrath and anger as the first subject and then labor, uh, work. And uh, so let's uh, start in Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 17. And uh, wrath and anger is something that we need to guard against in our life. Um, it should not. I mean, there are. Uh, uh, let me go back here. Um, there are those who teach that you should never be upset or angry, that you should never lose your temper, that there should be nothing that gets you out of sorts. Uh, I want to challenge you. Jesus got upset. He got downright angry on a few occasions. Now you're not the Lord Jesus Christ, and neither am I. Uh, and I will promise you this, time, this, that most of the time when we get angry, it's a whole lot easier to sin than it is to do right now, isn't it? And so we've got to watch this thing, and it should never be something that you get used to. As we look at our first verse, Proverbs 14, 17, it says, He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. And a man of wicked devices is hated. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, acting as a foolish person, acting out of God's direction and God's will. If if you're one of those people that uh what does it say? He what is it? he fights he's willing to get into the fight at a drop of a hat, and he always carries one very loosely. Um is a saying uh, that has been used in the past. That's not the way to deal uh, to be, because the Bible says you're going to deal foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. Now, what this is talking about when it says a man of wicked devices? You ever met one of those people? Who says, I don't get angry, I get even. Somebody who is like that. What are they? All, they're always thinking about things. They can do when you get them upset. The Bible says that a man of wicked devices is hated. Now, if there's one thing you don't want, it's to act foolishly. If there's another thing you don't want, it's to be hated. Amen? Uh, Yet, these are are the ways when you let anger come in. And if we skip down to verse uh, 29 of this same chapter... It says, he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding. How many you would like to be smart? The Bible says, be slow to wrath. When you don't get upset at the first little provocation, when you make sure that when you do uh, express wrath and anger that it is done a right way, you're going to be a person of great understanding according to the scripture. If we'll uh, take Proverbs 16.32, it says here, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. How many mighty men have been destroyed by their tempers? The Bible says that he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. How would you like to be stronger than the warriors? (laughs) The Bible says Control your temper, and you'll be stronger than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. You know, we look up to, and, and rightly so, honor people who have won military victories and have done things right. I, uh, I'll tell you the history of warfare is is a sword one at best, But yet, you look at the history of this country and why it has fought wars. Tell you, it's the only history, it's the only country in the history of the world that has fought wars to free people who are not um, citizens of this country. I mean, Hitler would have been very happy to leave us alone. And yet we fought to get freedom there. World War I, yes, we had a ship that was sunk, but let me tell you something. He that taketh the city, you do so in the right way for freedom's cause. That, that's a wonderful thing. But the Bible says greater than a military victory, greater than victory on the battlefield is victory on the battlefield of your own spirit. If we just realize that the battle is real, how easy it is just to throw out invectives and hurt people, how easy it is just to put back barbs in the direction of those that uh, send things our way, The Bible says he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. Look at uh, Proverbs 19 and verse 19. It says, A man of great wrath shall suffer punishment for if thou deliver him, yet thou must do it again. Do you get that? A man of great wrath shall suffer punishment, because even if you deliver him, it's only a temporary thing. His anger is going to get him in trouble again. His wrath is going to come up. It's got to be something. That, it's something that has to be dealt with. Proverbs twenty-one nineteen. This is one of those ones that need very little uh, explanation. It is better better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and an angry woman. Now Solomon wrote that. Uh, We don't need to spend a lot of time explaining that. He probably knew very well uh, with uh, upwards of a thousand wives according to the scriptures that some of them were contentious and angry. Uh, And uh, listen, Be, be careful. It is better to be alone than to be hooked up with someone who's totally given to temper. That's what it's talking about. Someone who's always going and complaining. Proverbs 22, 8 tells us, He that soweth iniquity shall reap Vanity and the rod of his anger shall fail. You know what? Those people that are out there all the time trying to make bad things happen, one of their greatest tools is intimidation and anger. Uh, It was President Teddy Roosevelt that said, Speak softly and carry a big stick. Uh, Someone said of Adolf Hitler, that he screamed hysterically and swung a tree trunk. And he did. But the rod of his anger did fail, now didn't it? The Reich that was to last a thousand years barely lasted, I don't even think they made the thousand day mark. The simple truth is, it's not going, anger is not going to win the day. An angry man stirreth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgression. This should not be the characteristic of one that is serving God. Now, the next set of verses I want us to look at deal with the king's wrath and the king's anger. And uh, we'll go back to uh, Proverbs 14 and... uh, this is basically, uh, not basically, this is something that we need to understand. Verse 35, the king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him that causeth shame. Now, we can look at illustrations of this even in our modern uh present day state of things, we do not have a king, we have an elected president, Uh, but let me ask you a question, what has he done to those people who have uh, embarrassed, brought shame on the president of the United States? Has there not been wrath and anger (laughs) uh, flashed in that direction and what this is saying here is, the, uh, you want to make someone in authority, teacher, boss, uh, anybody you work for, anybody who has authority over you, police officer, any of these things, you want to generate some anger and wrath in your direction, embarrass them, shame them. You know, it's the professor's job to teach the class. And I I remember some professors who were teaching some wrong things, even in Bible college. And one dutiful student would raise his hand, and the professor would take him apart. Why? Because he was trying to shame the professor. Is that what we're supposed to do? No. No. Uh, You better be careful. And when we're dealing with these things, even if they are doing wrong, you have to understand something. If you go about trying to solve that problem the wrong way, you're going to bring wrath upon yourself. Do we get that? I mean, this is really taking a different turn from the other verses that we've been looking at, but... Again, we're dealing with the way wrath and anger is is working. Proverbs 16, 14 says, The wrath of the king is his messengers of death. But a wise man will pacify it. It doesn't say, We'll quench it. We'll defer it. We'll uh, put it away. We'll conquer it. It says a wise man will pacify it. Now, when you hear the word pacify, what do you think of first? Pacifier, little babies, you stick them in their mouth and you trick the baby into thinking he's, he or she's getting something they're not and, and it pacifies them. The Bible says that the wrath of the king is his messenger to death. A wise man we'll pacify it, not fight against it. Boy, isn't that different from what you hear from the quote-unquote patriotic super patriots. I hate that word because they're not super anything but stupid. Uh, if if you don't know what that term means, it usually refers to the uh, quote-unquote Americans who have taken to hiding in bunkers and storing up guns in their basement, and they're, they're going to take care of the problem. No. The Bible says a wise man will pacify it. In fact, I can tell you of a church, I won't even mention the city it was in, but the pastor got in his head that uh, the church is superior to the government, and and it and it is. We're responsible directly to God but he decided not to obey the government in withholding tax laws. And when the government wrote him a letter and tried to help him, he got obstinate, and they ended up losing their building and all of their property and their testimony. And a church that used to run almost 2,000 in Sunday school and support missions all over the world today is a little church of 150 or so people That all they do is sit around and talk about how horrible the government is. Let me tell you something. Who won? Devil did. It would have been far better to pacify than to try to fight against it. Because you got to serve the Lord first. Amen? Look at Proverbs chapter 19. The king's wrath is as a roaring of a lion, but his favor is as dew upon the grass. Proverbs 20 says basically the same thing. The fear of a king is as the roaring of a lion. Whoso provoketh him to anger sinneth against his own soul. Don't go looking for a fight with the king, my friend. He's got a lot more power than you do. He's got a lot more at his disposal. The Bible says you you go out there willingly provoking the king to anger. You sin against your own soul. That doesn't mean that we stop doing the things the Bible tells us to do. But what it means is we don't go out there with an attitude of trying to stick our finger in the eye of your boss or of someone in authority because you don't like the way they do things, that's not your place. You know, so many times we make troubles for ourselves. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 27. Cover a few verses here. Now I know some of these, many of these Proverbs have a negative uh, uh, thrust toward them, but I want to ask you a question. How many of you have dealt with something in the past week that we've already talked about in wrath and anger? Just nod your head up and down. Uh, Almost every one of us. This is where we live day by day. That's why the book of Proverbs is here. It's where we are at. And God wants to help us. And and we will learn things if we pay attention here. Uh, Proverbs chapter 27. Let's start in verse 3. You're going to read through verse 6. A stone is heavy. And the sand weighty. But a fool's wrath is heavier than them both. Wrath is cruel. And anger is outrageous. But who is able to stand before envy? Open rebuke is better than secret love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Wow. How is that for a summary of human behavior. How many of you have ever tried to pick up a heavy rock? And uh, I'll tell you, it never fails to shock me the first time uh, you go into the store. I know what I'm getting. I'm getting a 60-pound bag of wet sand, actually several of them to mix and make concrete with to fix something around the church. And the first bag is always the heaviest. I mean, wet sand is heavy. They say it weighs 60 pounds, but it feels more like 80 or 90 pounds. Uh, Sand is heavy. But you know what? It says a fool's wrath is heavier than them all. I'll tell you, when a fool gets angry and starts spewing words and get out of the way, it is a dangerous place to be But guess what's even worse than that? Wrath is cruel. We know that. How many hurtful things have been done because of anger? Anger is outrageous. You know, we say, well, I just got mad. No, you just don't get mad. They lock you up in an asylum for being mad. It means being insane. But how many people act mad or insane when they're angry? Uh, I mean, Hollywood has given us ample examples of extreme, bizarre behavior. And what never ceases to amaze me is those that defend them for their evil tirades. As they get arrested and all of a sudden all this anti-Semitic slurs and, and all of this comes out and uh, it just... It says anger is outrageous. But what's the last part of that verse? Who is able to stand before envy? You know, envy is everything horrible about anger covertly. It's not expressed outwardly. Envy is when you bring it inside and plot and plan to try to hurt someone because of things they have. The Bible says, you're not going to stand before it. It's it's going to get you. You You might be able to deal with the wrath and anger, but you had better watch out. Open rebuke is better than secret love. Now, what that's simply saying is, You know, some of you will remember this in grade school. Do you like me? I like you. Circle one, yes, no, or maybe. Now, if you wrote one of those, don't admit to it, all right? If you've received one of those, I don't know whether you should admit to it or not. What's really fun is when they're unsigned. But how many of you have benefited because someone cared enough to stop you and say something that needed to be said? Rebuke is blame expressed to the face. Now, that doesn't mean that God has given you the gift of rebuke, amen? And that you need to go around rebuking everybody that you meet. But in a situation... Where wrong behavior is present, open rebuke is better than secret love. And so when someone stops to tell you, would you, instead of getting angry in return, understand that maybe they care enough about you to talk to you? Amen? now this last verse says faithful are the wounds of a friend but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful I mean the world is full of stories of kissing enemies but sometimes a friend has to hurt a little bit but if you'll do it for the right reason It will help you. Amen? The Bible says in Proverbs 15, verse 18, A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. The discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression... A gift in secret pacifieth anger, and a reward in the bosom, strong wrath. You know what these three verses are telling us? If you're slow to anger, you'll have enough sense to solve the problem. How many of you have ever done something, I mean, just class A stupid? and you didn't get yelled at for it. Isn't that a wonderful thing? I'll tell you, that's what the Bible says. It is the discretion of a man deferred his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. You don't have to. Sometimes it's just best left alone. Amen? And what do you think of somebody who has every right to discipline you, call you out on the carpet, trouble you, rebuke you in some way, and they choose not to do it. Don't you think better of that person? It's his glory to pass over. That doesn't mean you have to, but there are sometimes and Proverbs 21:14 says a gift in secret pacifieth anger. Remember that? Pacifying the king's anger, the wise man pacifies it. How does he do that? It says a gift in secret. You don't have to reveal the whole thing. We're not talking about taking a bribe or giving a bribe, but what we're talking about is something special, something private, something that doesn't have to bring the whole ordeal out in the open. How many great problems have been averted because of a little kindness when no one was looking? That's what this verse is talking about. Amen? Now, Proverbs 25, 23 is uh, one of the few verses in the Bible that is talking about the proper use of And it's not talking about angry, but an angry countenance. It says, The north wind driveth away rain, so doth an angry countenance a backbiting tongue. Well, see, the wind that blew north in the land of Israel, of course, it comes from the south. What south? Desert. The, the rain would come down over the mountains from the north, so the wind blows north, it blows the rain away. And the Bible says, just like that south wind comes in and blows the rain away and dries everything out, it says, so does an angry countenance, a backbiting tongue. What's a backbiting tongue? It's someone that's just being mean. Someone that's just saying things for the purpose of irritating. You know, it's a bun- often a backbiter is the guy that gives you half-truths to cast dispersion. And a simple, you know, I'm not going to put up with that. Takes it all away, doesn't it? Someone wants to gossip to you. Well, let's go talk to the person that you're talking about here. Let's see if they know about this thing that you say they did. Wow, that puts an end to it right away now, doesn't it? Somebody says, we got a problem here. My first question is, I want to know who we is. You know why? Because we is usually me. And we don't need to have all this stuff. That is a proper use. Now, don't use this for an excuse just to be angry, amen? It doesn't say anger, it says an angry countenance. Sometimes just flashing a look and saying, is this really necessary? Solves all the problems now, doesn't it? That's that's what the Bible's talking about here. As the north wind driveth away rain, it's going to happen. When the wind blows north, it's pushing everything out, and we're going to have hot, sunny weather. And sometimes, if you have to, just fake it. (laughs) An angry countenance means you're not really angry, but you're looking like you're stern, you're upset. And it ought to upset you when people lie about other people or even people share things about other people that don't need to be shared. Amen? Uh, That's what backbiting is. It's using your tongue to hurt other people. And so the Bible has a lot to say in the book of Proverbs on anger and wrath. And... um, At this point, I I think we're just going to end tonight. I've got another little section here we could go through. But uh, what I want us to do is is save that for later. And uh, um, let's just take a minute, if you want to sit in your seat, and then pray, come to the altar. We'll open the altar. Then we're going to review our verses one more time and then get into our prayer time. All right? So... If you need to come and pray, we'll take just a moment.